Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, The Love and Dating Gurus with Dr. Dan, an industry expert. I'm very excited about this show as it will bring new insight to our many listeners about the dating challenges in the 21st century and the do's and don'ts when seeking your soulmate. Everything you need or want to learn about the how-tos of dating and relationship will be discussed here. How to avoid being put into friend zone after the first date, being catfished, conned, or getting scammed, and so much more will be covered in this podcast. Toxic relationships can cause strife, breakup, or divorces. Infidelity, trust issues, trouble finances can contribute to these challenges. Guests appearing on our show are experts in this industry, sharing their insight about what you can encounter in any stage of dating, getting into a relationship, and whatever else comes next. My name is Dr. Dan, and I'm your host for today's episode. I'm a bilingual cognitive behavior psychotherapist specializing in relationship, marriage counseling using the EFT method, and post-divorce strategies when transitioning back into a single life. I provide individual one-on-one sessions in both French or English and also do group settings. If you need any assistance, reach out to DMV Therapy and Coaching Services at 301-325-1550 and our official website is metalifecoach.online. Today, I'm very excited to have for our fifth episode of Season 5 a very special guest and love coach for ladies, Lisa Shields. And just like my previous episode, I will leave it up to the guests to probably introduce themselves as no one can do a better job. Lisa, the floor is yours. Oh, thank you, Dr. Dan. Um, Well, I have been a love coach for over 20 years. And when I started, my husband looked at me when we met in the early days of dating and said, you know, personal transformation is your passion and you should be a therapist or a coach. And I thought, you know, this man sees me. So I sold my uh importing business to an ex-boyfriend and became one of the first love coaches on the planet wow yeah well thank you so much for being on the show and i'm sure that this uh conversation and this podcast will be very exciting so um are you focusing primarily on women when it comes to love and dating or did you open up to both genders So we have worked in my most recent iteration of my uh, my coaching program with some men. And in the past, I've coached lots of men and couples, but I'm currently offering a 12 week dating course for primarily for women. Okay, so what would you say, uh, Lisa, is the most common issue that you see now after the pandemic um we see how people get back into the dating scene face to face versus what they were online or virtual what do you feel to be the most uh the most challenging well i think most of my clients dan are very successful women they're accomplished they have most of what they want in life and they're having an incredibly difficult time finding and connecting with quality men, men who are on their level and really that they feel would be equal partners. Okay. And what do you think that now is more difficult than, uh, than what you used to have pre pandemic? Um, Pre pandemic, I think it's the same. I don't think anything's changed. I think women are having a very difficult time. And studies show that as men go up and up and up the corporate scale, they become more and more attractive. And as women go up and up and up 
the corporate scale, they become less desirable. Yes. So it's, you know, that's one of the horrible paradoxes of accomplishment today. We've worked so hard as women to gain agency in our lot in this part of our lives, and yet we're sacrificing something that is so important to women, which is companionship, partnership, love. So did you say that now uh, that women are getting, uh, you know, a higher status and position, all that in their career, do you think that more and more men are intimidating or intimidated and they just don't want to deal with someone of type A personality? Well, I do think that that is a big part of it. And it's not that men don't want to, aren't attracted to these women, but there's a, a sort of an unfair um, thing where men don't have to necessarily change who they are. They can be the same person in their work as they are in a relationship, Correct. but a woman sort of has to wear two hats and okay. she's got to learn how to let go of that masculine persona that she develops in her work, in her career, being a single mother, having to take care of everything and everyone in her life. And it's very hard for us. We don't even see clearly how masculine we become. And so it's not that we can't attract these very accomplished men. And that's really what I show the women who go through my program how to do, how to attract extraordinary men. Uh, one of the things I always say to them, Dan, is this, I want a man, but I don't need a man attitude is really not the way to present themselves to men. <laughs> Even if they don't need a man to, to take care of them, they need a man to bring out their feminine side so that they can be women. Mm -hmm. And so there are things that we do need men for. And the more accomplished a woman is, the more she needs to show a man that she does need him. And one other thing I'd add to that is, if any woman heard a man say, you know, I want a woman, but I don't need a woman, <laughs> she would automatically go, oh my God, this guy's avoidant. He's yeah. emotionally, you know, and I, I, I don't want any part of that. So why would a man want any part of a woman who says, you know, I don't really need a man. I mean, it would be nice to have one, but. So, so then how should women just refrain from saying much of anything just to be able to avoid that the guy will get scared by the word that she uses in terms of expressing her independence, expressing how she is okay to be able to be on her own and to, to be able to still be successful without the help of a companion or so what, what would you advise women in your course? Um, how should they approach that? Because then they will say, well, would woman uh, liberty and independence and all that, I'm allowed to be able to say whatever I want. And why should I, you know, have to suppress my feelings and my words just to be able to avoid that the men will feel intimidated? Well, great question. Um, I was one of those women who put off this, you know, aura, this facade that I didn't need a man. And yet inside, Dan, I was, I was longing for a man. 
okay. partner. I was longing for a man to, to take care of me, but I was so afraid, like so many women today, that if I showed a man that I needed him, he would think I was needy. And this uh, is okay. This is a big issue for women today. And the bottom line is having needs doesn't make us needy. Men need women as much as women need men. And we may not need someone to put a roof over our head or buy us a meal, mm -hmm. right? Pay for dinner, although most women really want that. It's, but we have to learn how to express our needs and ask for what we want from men mm -hmm. and not do it in a way that's demanding or entitled or desperate or needy. There is a way, and I call that taking the feminine lead. So in our program, we show women how to lead. Men are taking their cues from us. They want us to tell them how to make us happy. They they want to do that, but we need to learn how to express those things in a way that isn't going to come across as push, you know, as demanding or angry. A lot of women will suppress their needs, but then underneath that, they're really angry because they don't feel like men are stepping up and showing up. And so they build up so much resentment. And by the time they actually do express their needs, it you doesn't come out very well. <laughs> that is so true. But there was actually, and I need to have your point of view on that, Lisa, there was a, just a recent study um, and I deal a lot with divorce attorneys where they send a lot of people to me as a divorce coach, especially mm -hmm. they go through the divorce. But now 86% of the divorce that are initiated by either spouses are primarily by women. Mm -hmm. They're the one who actually go and um, ask for divorce. And one thing is because, um, and this is, I'm not sure if it's also something that you've experienced, women have the tendency to have a pretty close circle of friends. So they have the support that they need to be able to overcome the challenges post-divorce. However, the men, in retrospect, they do not have that same circle of friends that will have the support from other guys to say, ah, don't worry about it, she wasn't good for you, whatever it is. So they're basically left in a cocoon alone, dealing with the intricacies of the legal system, and then having to cope with the loss of a spouse, probably the loss of having access to their kid as often as they would. So do you think that this is an end result of the guys not expressing themselves and the women are getting fed up and building that resentment that you were saying about? Well, I think it's a communication breakdown on both sides. Okay. And I do think that one of the gifts women bring to relationship is the ability to create a safe space for a man to open up and share. Okay. Problem is, the problem is that um, most women don't know how to do it. Okay. And just because we're one, we're great at communicating yeah. with our girlfriends, and we feel that we're being emotionally naked mm -hmm. with our you know, with our friends because our girlfriends get us. Communicating with men is a completely different ball game. There's a way to do it. Men don't want to be, you know, one of the 
problems with the way many women talk to men is that we shame them. Yes, correct. And we do not know. We don't even realize. We think we're just being honest and direct and whatever. And we think we're just communicating, right? But the way that we say it is so shaming and men immediately start to implode. They feel like failures and disappointments. And sometimes women don't even realize a man is trying. He may get it wrong. He may miss the mark. He can't read our minds. And it's okay not to be happy or to feel certain things about the way your guy is showing up for you, but it's all in how you express that. And there are nuances, but if a man starts feeling like he just can't get it right, he yeah. will start to pull away and shut down and start to stonewall yeah, because he feels point. like no matter what he does, he's, he's gonna fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we teach our women, Dan, how to do this with such love and compassion and respect for men, not to use words like you disappointed me or I can't believe you, blah, 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 blah. But we teach our women how to express their wants and needs and desires in a way that doesn't shame a man and makes him feel like a hero. We talk about the positive things and what we want to see more of. We know how to make, you know, men feel like our heroes. And a lot of the men who who uh, go through our courses and programs will tell us that, uh, not the men, the women, the men that the women wind up with will say, how could I not marry her? I've never met a woman uh-huh makes me feel the way she does and allows me to bring all of myself into the relationship. Well, you know, this what you're offering out there, Lisa, is remarkable because you're right. And a lot of the people that I that I assist during the divorce proceedings and all, I see that there's so much animosity. <laughs> it, it can be for any specific reason, either infidelity issues, whatever it is, but a lot has to do with after a woman being with the same man for 20 or 30 years or whatever else, she claimed that she knows her husband. She knows how to talk to him. She knows how things sinks in. Okay. Uh, as you would call it, sink, whatever sinks in into their brain, but they just don't know how to express the words that come out of their mouth. They think that, no, I was gentle, but no, she was jabbing him nonstop with those butcher knives. And the, the guy just kind of like, got disgusted and there was actually did you see the advertising on tv i'm not sure if it's here in the u.s or not but it was about a woman starting to yell at her husband to say why am i not um she's older than me she's less pretty than me she says so what does she have that i don't have and the guy said it very eloquently he said she respects me she talks very nicely she doesn't yell she doesn't do this and that so it's not about the looks it's not about physical appearances it's more about how the guy feels when the woman expressed herself to him and especially during moments of conflict. So mm-hmm. it, I think it depicts very, very well how the relationship are broken nowadays in marriages or whatever and how the man is supposed to capture the essence of a conversation, but yet they, they women still don't know how to do it. 
They don't. And I think what's so heartbreaking, two things. Women feel like, why do I have to do all the work? Yes. <laughs> right? They they feel like, why do I have to do all the work? And you know, they 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 feel stigmatized. They feel like it's that, you know, why is it all on me? Okay. Right. And I don't think it's all on women. I think it does go both ways. If I were, you know, if this, if I were coaching men, I would be having a very different kind of conversation with men um, about what they could do differently as well. And I really want your listeners to know that, you know, we all have to be accountable for our own actions and what we're bringing or not bringing to a relationship. Mm -hmm. And the only thing when we change, it changes everything and everyone around us. That's so, you know, it really is you, the, your greatest power. It goes back to the serenity prayer, which I think is one of the most beautiful things ever written, which is grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I can't change another person, but I can change the way I show up. And then the other person, it creates a space for the other person to meet me there. And I've seen, you know, over and over in the 20 years I've been coaching Dan, even in my own life, the relationship I have with my current husband who, is the most incredible human being, man I've ever met in my entire life. And I'm saying this after 20 years of being with him. I just think he is the best thing in the world. I, I could try, I could search the world over and not find a better man. Mm. But when you hear me talk about Benjamin, this is my choice. I mean, I love him through my words, through my actions, through the way I, I am with him 24-7. I would never say or do something to hurt him. I wouldn't say an unkind word about him to him or behind his back, mm -hmm. you know, so we can grow and change. I've not always been this way. But I know that my marriage isn't just like this because of who he is. It's because of how I choose to show up and how I choose to love him. And that's what we teach our women. I just had two calls. I just got off before we started this podcast. I did um, a one-on-one -on -one call with one of the women who's in my mastermind. And I think she's met what we call the guardian of her soul. Wow. She is in her, her mid-60s. She has been obsessive about chasing after men. And, you know, and she went through two or three very difficult relationships, bam, 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 one after another, saw her behavior and now it's like a night and day difference, you know, but through the program and working with us, I really think she found her guy. And I talked to another woman who's eight weeks into our first course, our 12 week program. 
And she said, Lisa, I was a landmark forum leader. I have done years of therapy and coaching and God knows what. And she said, this is the best work, the best investment working with you that I have ever made in my entire life. That's amazing. So it really changes. I'm not saying this, Dan, to promote my courses, although I would love for you know, women who are listening to reach out. Um, the work I do is very different than therapy. And trust me, I stay in my lane. Uh-huh. I have the utmost respect for therapy therapists. I change helped me put my life in perspective and really, you know, understand so much about how I became, you know, got to who I am. So I stay in my coaching lane. But our course is really a solution, like for women who have been doing this thing and that thing and the other thing, wanting to just get this part of life solved. That's what my program, that's what our work does. We literally give you, you know, we we spend one month not dating. Okay, yes. No dating. And in that month, I put the pieces of the puzzle of your, you know, whole relationship history together, you will get crystal clear on why you haven't found this, what you've been doing wrong. And we show you the clear way forward. And, you know, the woman I spoke to today, two months, and she said, Lisa, I don't know, I'm still doing everything you're telling me to do. But I think I met my guy and she is, I think, 65, she said. Well, it's never too late, right? (laughs) But do you think that um, after, let's say, those who have gone through 20 years of being with the same person, uh, just like you and all, um, do you think that they got into a certain habit on how to interact with men? Mm -hmm. And when they go back into the dating scene, the whole world really changed. It's no longer the same as it was 20 years ago versus what it is now. So do you think that it is hard to change the mindset and the habit of women that they're so used to be able to talk to men the way that they talk to spouse or what kind of like reboot that you need to do? Not at all. Not at all. In fact, women are hungry. They are searching for answers. They want someone, something that puts all of the pieces together and just where they can literally make sense of their entire past and say, oh my God, for the first time in my life, I understand exactly what I've been doing wrong and how to change it going forward. And then we, I met my husband online. 90% of my clients meet their partners online. And so we, we get, I was a professional fashion photographer for 15 years. That was one of my former careers. And so we, I guide the women on how to get beautiful photographs and the photos aren't just for the men dan it's so that we received an email today from one of the women in the course and she said oh my god 
This photographer, we have a network of photographers all over the country, and we give them guidelines based on what I know works. Mm -hmm. And this woman said, Lisa, I've never loved my pictures. My husband writes their dating profiles. And she woke up this morning and she said, I had over a hundred messages in my inbox on Zeusk. Now I know she's looking for the 1%. She's not going out with a hundred guys, but she was, oh, she said, use my testimonial. Tell everybody <laughs> that, that I, she said, this is a miracle. She said, I never thought this could happen for me. And she's a lovely woman, but you know, like you said, it's not that she has to be the youngest, prettiest, fittest woman in the room. Yes, correct. It's the attitude that really counts a lot. And you know, the thing is, is that I think based on past, I mean, there's like what we call PTSD for like a traumatic experience, but we also have PTRS, post-traumatic relationship syndrome. And that in itself create past memories on how they've been treated, when they didn't say anything, then the man was taking advantage of them. So now they try to speak up. But when they speak up, they speak up very aggressively instead of like speaking in a very serene way and very calm and collected. They just attack the person because they bring back those memories that were hidden by the subconscious mind and they bring it back into the present in the future that situation or scenarios may repeat itself again. So they try to kind of nip it in the butt. But we teach them how not to talk that way. <laughs> I mean, that's all built built into this program. And then the other piece of it, Dan, is that they watch Benjamin and me and how we do. We, we're stepping away now from doing all of our Q&A calls. But uh, for, the, for the front end, for END, which is Emotionally Naked Dating, we teach them how to get emotionally naked. Emotional nakedness is the foundation for lasting love. And this is something that way too many love coaches miss. They focus on strategies and games and manipul manipulative tactics and all and what send this text and he'll fall in love with you and, you know, or follow these rules, you know, whatever. That is not the way you you really create this kind of deep, la lasting love and connection. You know, it's through emotional nakedness. And that's the thing we're all longing for. So, um, you know, we, we teach them how not to do that. And we have lots of women, you know, you could say that almost any woman who's been through a horrible marriage and a bad divorce and been rejected and struggled and dated, you know, been in anxious avoidant relationships. We all go through trauma, but I think what many, many, many women are looking for is really a really clear roadmap that just makes sense. And that's what we do. I mean, we start by looking at attachment styles Many, many women have gone to years of therapy and, th and the therapist has never talked about attachment theory with them. And so they come in and the very first thing we do is we explore 
attachment styles. We get them very clear on what their attachment style was and what the attachment styles were of their former partners. And then we look at, we teach them how to start to be secure and recognize the behaviors of secure men. And so that is the first thing we deal with in this program. And suddenly, because we give them these key pieces of this puzzle, these women light up and they feel, oh my God, For the I finally understand why I've been picking the wrong guys, right? And so it's a revelation for them to have this information, this knowledge. And then, Dan, we get them out applying the knowledge. The big thing with my course and my work is information is not transformation. Mm-hmm. Transformation is about the integration and application of that information. You can't sit in a meditation group on a mountaintop or go to Bali, you know, and do yoga retreats, right? And and and, and learn about men. Yes. You have to get out and date and sit across from men and let your insecurities come to the surface and then really look at that stuff and ha- start to develop the tools and the skills to let that, you know, to, to stop those behaviors and make different choices. So how can our listeners, uh, Lisa, find your uh, program and how they can actually contact you? So it's Lisa Shield, one shield, S-H-I-E-L-D dot com. And on the website, all over my website is a button that you can click to watch a free presentation that talks about my work, my theories, my unique approach to finding a guardian of your soul. And at the end of that presentation, Dan, there is a button to book a call with a member of my team. If you want to work with us directly, we'll hop on a call with you and we'll tell you all about how you can do that. Beautiful. Well, you know, I could go on and on talking about Mm -hmm. love dating, but that is all the time that we have for today's podcast. And I really appreciate you taking the time of your busy schedule, Lisa, to join us and sharing your extensive knowledge in the field of dating and relationship. Now, the many recommendations you share to our loyal listeners will help them better navigate through these choppy waters. Now, we hope that you've all enjoyed today's episode. And I'm so very excited about the many upcoming industry experts that we have scheduled for Season 5 of the Love and Dating Group with our then podcast field with very valuable tips and advice, just like the one that you listened today. My name is Dr. Dan Amzalag. And you may all stay safe, sane, and smart when searching for that special someone. Stay tuned for our next episode.